Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and help provide solutions that suit how you do business, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. At The Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. Learn how The Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Hey, did you enjoy your Christmas tree this year? I hope so, because it may be your last. Okay, not really, but on this episode of Parts Per Billion, we talk about an environmental issue that could actually make it harder to procure your annual holiday conifer. Happy holidays, and welcome back to Parts Per Billion, the podcast from Bloomberg Environment. I'm your host, David Schultz. So most of you out there probably didn't go out into the forest and chop down your own Christmas tree. Some of you did, but probably not most, let's be honest. Most people's trees originate from Christmas tree farms. And like basically any crop that's grown on a farm, many Christmas trees are treated with pesticides. Bloomberg Environment's Adam Allenton covers the agriculture industry and specifically the environmental impact of pesticides. And he's here to tell us about one pesticide in particular that many Christmas tree farmers rely on and that may at some point in the future be banned. The pesticide is called chlorpyrifos, and it's designed to basically kill bugs. And Adam, explain to the listeners what chlorpyrifos is. Like, What does it do? Chlorpyrifos is an insecticide produced by a company called Corteva AgriScience, which was spun off from Dow DuPont. And it's an insecticide that's used on a variety of crops, from fruits uh, and corn to Christmas trees. And it uh, it's a broad-spectrum insecticide, meaning that it kills a wide variety of pests. It's also a pretty potent neurotoxin, meaning Ooh, uh -oh. that it impacts the nervous system of the pest that it kills. And because of that, it's been proven, uh, there have been studies that shown that there are potential health impacts on developing fetuses and young children. Because of that, it's been banned in several states in the United States and plans to ban it in the EU as well. That is an issue that, uh, you know, I think a lot of pesticides run into, which is that, you know, how do you make it potent enough that it does what you want it to do, but not so potent that it's dangerous? It's something that these farmers rely on a lot. Like, like they say they really, really need this. Right. Well, I mean, if you think of a Christmas tree, um, you know, it's not a crop that is harvested every year. It takes, you know, between seven to 10 years to grow a tree that you then cut down and take to market. It's, it's that long? Yeah. Um, so it can, you know, farmers, and they have to apply these pesticides every year during that time. So they've got a lot of investment tied up in those trees. And you would understand, you know, why they would be hesitant to risk, um, a chemical that maybe doesn't work quite as well or cost a bit more if they could, you know, if they risk losing that tree in a sixth or seventh year, that's a lot of money down the drain. So, yeah, I mean, I can only imagine like if you're a farmer and you're, you know, growing a tree for six years or seven years and you're about to harvest it and then all of a sudden like a, 
a beetle comes along and just completely you know, eats it out from the inside, that's a lot of money you lost. Yeah, and the strange thing is, is these pests tend to ta- attack the mature trees. You know, once they get big enough and they're planted in the field and the branches between trees kind of start to grow together. So those those needle midges and weevils and whatnot can move between trees quickly. That's when you start to see those impacts. Needle midges. That, that sounds pretty unpleasant. <laughs> um, but so we, we don't eat Christmas trees. Obviously, that's I think that goes without saying. And I think that's one of the reasons why people don't think about buying organic Christmas trees. Maybe some people do, but I don't think it's really a big thing out there. Is that something that is even an option, like if you wanted to buy Christmas trees that hadn't been treated with pesticides? Certainly. There are there are farms that, you know, are, you know, organic certified or farms where they don't spray any um, uh, synthetic pesticides. And it should also be, you know, we should just say that, you know— the, a tree that has been treated with chlorpyrifos is not likely to be a a risk in your house. You know, if it was sprayed in June or July, and by the time it gets to you in December, there will be almost no residue on that tree at all. It's the main concern for uh, the chemical in this specific industry is the potential impacts on farm workers yeah. and um, the downstream impacts uh, of the chemical getting into like the water table and streams and rivers and things like that. that that's the main concern from environmentalists. It's not that we're, as you say, we're not eating this. It's not the same situation like other crops that have a specific tolerance or residue level that EPA sets for how much of that chemical can be on the fruit and still be safe for humans. That's not the case here. The case is that, you know, this is a niche industry and um, there aren't that many chemicals available to some of these farmers. And if they lose chlorpyrifos, they'll have to switch to something else that may cost more. And those costs get passed down to us. Yeah. So we're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, we'll talk more about why uh, this is important for Christmas trees Uh, and about what's happening to this chemical and what could be happening in the future. Stay tuned. Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. You need a company with extensive experience in specialized insurance. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and helping provide coverage that suits your needs. The Hartford offers insurance solutions that help mid to large sized businesses like yours effectively manage risk from liability and property insurance to workers comp and more. With extensive experience in underwriting, risk engineering services, and claims, the Hartford goes beyond the expected to deliver innovative, customizable solutions and service that your industry, that your business demands. At the Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. Learn how the Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. We're back, and we are talking with Adam Allington, Bloomberg Environment's agriculture reporter, about the pesticides that are used on Christmas trees. Uh, So one of the things that is uh, pretty notable about this pesticide, chlorpyrifos, is that uh, it is being banned in certain places. I mean, what's what's going on with this? Yeah, that's right. Um, 
you know, it should be said that the EPA, before the current administration came in, the U.S. EPA was planning on banning the chemical nationally. The nationwide. O- nationwide. Um, and uh, basically the first order of business under the Trump administration when Scott Pruitt came in was to put the brakes on that and to basically scrap that whole plan. And because of that, uh, you have um, now you have states like California, New York State recently announced plans to phase out chlorpyrifos. States have the power to ban pesticides uh, in their boundaries. And, you know, that's kind of where uh, where we're at now. And so you can kind of see the writing on the wall. Pretty soon it'll be more states. And then, you know, maybe at some point another another uh, talk of a national ban. So what does this mean for Christmas tree farmers? Um, You know, is this something where it's an inconvenience for them, but they'll eventually figure out a way to to get around it, maybe use a different chemical or maybe grow their trees in a different way? Or is this something where it's going to be really hard for them to operate without chlorpyrifos? Oh, I think, you know, I mean, this happens you know, periodically in agriculture, when a when a chemical or a pesticide is you know goes away, they find alternatives, and I think there are, are alternatives that already exist. Um, as I said, you know, this is just a chemical that tends to work pretty well for the applications that it's being used for, and it's also cheaper. Trees in the future may cost a bit more. There may be other chemicals that are developed that, that you know that take take the place of chlorpyrifos, and it you know it's not every farm that needs this chemical as much. And, you know, it kind of depends on where you are in the country, you know, what kind of trees you're growing, you know, your sort of garden variety Douglas fir Christmas tree. Mm -hmm. The iconic Christmas Uh, tree. Yeah. You know, most of those are grown in North Carolina and they- North Carolina? Yeah. They don't don't need chlorpyrifos as much down there because um, the pests that impact Douglas fir in that in that ecosystem can be handled with other chemicals. However, in Oregon, farmers out there tend to use it a lot more, um, you know, more mountainous terrain. It's harder to uh, spray with like a traditional rig towed by a tractor, you know, steep mountain cliffs. So they kind of have to apply it aerially. And so that's that's where chlorpyrifos is more. And, you know, Oregon produces, you know, the most Christmas trees of it, uh, any state in the country, something like five million trees per year. So overall, it sounds like if chlorpyrifos is banned nationwide or even globally, you know, who knows, um, you know, you'll still be able to get Christmas trees. They may be a little more expensive. Maybe it'll be a little harder to find. But ultimately, you know, it, it sounds like there won't be a, a Christmas tree apocalypse. Yeah, I don't think there'll be a Christmas tree uh, you know, uh, you know, the industry's not going to crater. You're not. You're not going to see people getting into fistfights in the street saying, you know, over a Christmas tree. Probably not because of this. Uh, it's just you know these little um, these little subplots that come up in these in in these particular industries. I think are fascinating because they kind of show this turnover that you see a lot in agriculture. You know, from one chemical to another, um, and then. That chemical is the new thing for a while, and then we find out that there's all these interest, you know, all these potentially problematic side effects of the new chemical, um, and so it's a constant process of cycling in new active ingredients. You know, the last thing I wanted to mention is that one of the reasons why this interested me is a because it's a you know fun seasonal story, of course, but also because this is a niche crop. You know, I think for corn and soy and wheat, you know. There's a huge, huge market. They're constantly developing new products, new pesticides that can, you know, be, uh, you know, help farmers get rid of pests for those crops. But for Christmas trees, I mean, it doesn't get much more niche than that. 
And, you know, these farmers, it seems like, don't have a lot of options. That's right. You know, Bayer's probably not developing the next big, you know, uh, pesticide for Christmas trees or or any other forest product. They're focused more on, you know, your standard row crops. You know, there are products. I should, you know, we should say there are products available. And so they will have some options. It's just a question of um, does it work as well? Do you have to maybe use more of that chemical, which then creates a whole nother set of cascading impacts as well? And so, um, you know, maybe we'll see, you know, after uh, after some of these bans have been in place for a few years in some states, we may find that it wasn't as big of an impact as we thought. But for right now, some, you know, a lot of the farmers I spoke to are, are pretty concerned. Well, that'll be an interesting, uh, maybe unintentional experiment. And uh, Adam Allington will be covering it. That was Bloomberg Environment's Adam Allenton talking about what else? Christmas trees. If you want to see more of his reporting on agriculture and its environmental impacts, visit our website, news.bloombergenvironment.com. That website is news.bloombergenvironment.com. And if you want to chat with us on social media, use the hashtag PartsPerBee. Today's episode of Parts Per Billion was produced by myself, along with Marissa Horn, Jessica Coombs, and RJ Jewell. The music for this episode is A Message by Jazar and Christmas Tree Blues by Lorianne Robinson and Emmanuel Fratiani. They were used under a Creative Commons license. Thanks for listening and Lashana Toba. Hi there, I'm Amanda Icone, co-host of Talking Tax. Each week, we dig into the biggest tax and financial accounting challenges and opportunities from policy to on-the-ground realities. We bring you corporate leaders, accountants, and industry insiders. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. For more, check us out on news.bloombergtax.com. Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and help provide solutions that suit how you do business, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. At The Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. Learn how The Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.